Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delightful page of Talmud every day. And today's page, I, I gotta be really honest here, if I'm out 94, it's nothing to sneeze at. It is a difficult, difficult page, thick with a lot of Talmudic intricacies, but right towards the end of it. It's a point that I think merits some further explication. Have a listen. This may not make a lot of sense on the surface, but I promise it gets clearer. Granted, writes the Talmud, this makes sense according to the explanation of this dispute suggested by Abaye, who said that the interpretation of the meaning of the verse is the difference between them. In other words, Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva did not argue over the halacha itself, but merely over the manner in which the halacha is derived from the Torah. That is, Rabbi Ishmael holds that it states one woman and the plain meaning of the verses, he and one of them, one of the women. And Rabbi Akiva holds that it states two women. Now, you don't need to know a lot about the particular details of this very, very complicated point of halacha that they speak of, but the Talmud is telling us something interesting here. It is saying that these two great rabbis, Rabbi Ishmael and the very famous Rabbi Akiva, are not actually disagreeing on the bottom line. They're not disagreeing about the halacha. Rather, they are interpreting interpretation in different ways, which is kind of a convoluted sentiment and a very interesting one. And it demands the highest authority we know to come and help us out. Welcome back to the show, Rabbi David Bishavkin. Liel, what an absolute joy, and I love the way that you set that up. You use the term, their interpretation of interpretation. And this dispute is really highlights two personalities that appear over and over again throughout the Talmud and throughout rabbinic literature, and those are the personalities of Rebbe Akiva, who we may already be familiar with, and Rebbe Yishmael, who maybe comes up less frequently, though his name, for those who have ever looked at the very beginning in some traditional Sidurim, we actually read his rules for homiletic interpretation every morning. Some people read them every single morning. By the way, don't, don't you just love a religion that begins every prayer with rules for homiletic interpretation? It, 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 it's actually one of those fascinating things, and you'll kill me if I go into it in depth, but it, it, it's something quite beautiful that we we do. Many shuls, many synagogues begin by reciting Rebbe Yishmael's rules for homiletic interpretation. Again, Lord knows I've never been to shul early enough uh, to say them, but they do exist in the very beginning of my sitter, and it tells you something about homiletic interpretation itself that we begin prayer that way, that it's not... You know, it's not just something reserved for uh, the interpretation of Torah text. It's really something that shapes our worldview, and maybe it's part of what prayer is in general is homiletic interpretation of life and trying to figure out and extract meaning from life itself. But what I want to highlight is these very two schools of thought, that throughout the Talmud, we find Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael arguing with one another over how to interpret the interpretation of interpretation itself. And I want to share with 
with you something that I've always found quite moving is that I believe there are two archetypes of how we approach text, how we approach religious life that are modeled by the personality and life story of Rebbe Akiva and Rebbe Yishmael. Rebbe Yishmael, to understand a little bit of, of who he was, was a Kohen Gadol. He was a high priest who operated and had visions inside of the Holy of Holies. We have stories about him entering into the Holy of Holies and having visions of God in this temple. He was a Kohen, a priest. While Rebbe Akiva, his family, not only were they not priests, they derived from converts. Rebbe Akiva's family converted Jews by choice who converted into the Jewish faith and the Jewish people. And I believe that there are very different worldviews that emerge from these different worlds. The world of the Kohen, and this is really the world of interpretation, is a very insular world. It's a world that makes sure that we preserve and protect the integrity of the text. There are so many rules about who is allowed to enter the temple, what can be done inside the temple. There is a pedigree that Kohanim represent, that unbroken chain that ensures a certain type of preservation and fealty to the text itself. And that is in contrast to Rebbe Akiva. Rebbe Akiva comes from a family of converts. These are people who are transformative in the most literal and figurative way, who literally transformed their very identity, began outside of the community, and went through the bravest and most noble of acts to convert into the Jewish faith and become a part of the Jewish people. And it's that interpretation and their approach to the text of a convert looks at the text through a very different set of eyes. There's a creativity. There is an innovative approach to the text. How can I transform and create meaning that maybe wasn't there naturally, but we can take it through a conversion transformative process of sorts and create a new meaning, a new identity in the text itself. And it's Rebbe Akiva and Rebbe Yishmael who argue and thread throughout the Talmud because both of these views are held and exist within the Jewish faith. The Jewish faith is the integration of the eyes, perspective, and the world of the Kohen Gadol being integrated with the transformative, innovative world of the convert of the eyes of Rebbe Akiva. And it's by integrating and playing off of these disputes the preservation, the authenticity that Rebbe Yishmael represents and the innovation and creativity and transformative life that Rebbe Akiva represents that we're able to mold both tradition and innovation and create new meanings in Jewish life while still preserving that underlying authenticity that we preserve through the generations. And how lucky are we for that privilege and how fortunate we are for a teacher and a friend like you. Thank you so much, Rabbi David Bishak. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. 
Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sara Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon. Thank you.